Coming to you live from the Mistopheles Studios in Dark Fringe Radio. And welcome to Dark Fringe Radio, your number one spot for the conspiratorial, paranormal, macabre, strange, and unusual. And of course, I am your host, Will Martinez, and thank you again for joining us on another adventure of Dark Fringe Radio. Got a great episode for you guys tonight. I'll review things a little bit differently. I'm trying to play catch up. We got a lot of episodes. So I'm trying to get out of the can here. So it's going to be a little bit of a different intro without Jay. But we'll have him on again next week. So no worries. But we have a very interesting episode tonight. And we're going to be talking to Dave Miller and, of course, Ms. Cheryl Lynn Carter. And they're the co author, author, co author of a book called Interrupted Journey. And it's a fantastic book about a guy growing up and having a lot of crazy stuff happening to him and i can tell you what it's an interesting book it's so intriguing but we'll get into all that here in a minute but of course i want to get to the intro and uh tell everybody how they can listen to the podcast and it's very simple you can go straight to our website darkfringeradio.wordpress.com uh, right there, you can go and pick any of the streaming services that we have there available for you, which is all the major streaming services. And uh, we're talking about Google Play, iTunes, uh, Spotify, Stitcher, uh, iHeartRadio as of uh, recent. And uh, so, yeah, we're all over the place. So just look up Dark Fringe Radio. When you do that, make sure if you can uh, give us a subscribe and a five star rating. That really helps us out with the advertisers and things of that nature. So we really appreciate you guys helping us out uh, by doing that for a free show and free entertainment. So tonight we're going to be getting into our interview with uh, David Miller and Miss Cheryl Lynn Carter here in a minute. Uh, but again, uh, you can follow all our stuff on social media at Dark Fringe Radio. We are on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Uh, you can follow us there again at Dark Fringe Radio. Make sure you go ahead and do that. And uh, we really appreciate it. Uh, the more the merrier. Spread the word to friend or foe. We, we really, really, really appreciate that. So uh, that's it for the intro. Want to get into our interview here with uh, Mr. David Miller, Miss Sherilyn Carter. Fantastic book called Interrupted Journey. You can pick it up on Amazon.com. It's just a, a fantastic uh, insight into uh, a chronicalization of a guy growing up and all the stuff that happened to him. Uh, we're talking about everything from UFOs, paranormal, uh, <laughs> spirits, uh all different kinds of things happening to this guy, but it's a wonderful story. And I hope you really enjoy our interview here with uh, Mr. David Miller and Ms. Sherilyn Carter. So sit back, buckle the seatbelts and enjoy. Hi, I'm Mark Anthony. I'm known as the psychic lawyer and the psychic explorer. I'm the author of the bestsellers, evidence of eternity and never letting go. You're listening to dark fringe radio. <laughs> Fringe Radio listeners, uh, thanks for joining in on another episode of Dark Fringe Radio. Tonight we have two very special guests, author and of course co-author of a book called Interrupted Journey. It's a, uh, let me tell you, a very powerful tale of a chronicalization of a man growing up as an ordinary boy but finding himself in some 
let me tell you, extraordinary situations throughout his life. And between the interesting people that he's encountered and finding himself in some of the most secretive hotspots of the paranormal in the world, uh, this journey into the paranormal and the unknown will keep you engaged and waiting in anticipation as to what happens next, let me tell you, because I went through this book and it's really, really good. And of course, I want to uh, welcome tonight on Dark Fringe Radio, Mr. David Miller and Miss Cheryl Lynn Carter. How are you guys doing tonight? Good. Awesome. Thanks, man, for having us. Nice intro. Oh, that was awesome. Well, thank you. Thank you. I try. I try to dedicate uh, (laughs) some time to, uh, you know, a good intro for you guys to get people excited. But listen, you guys uh, came up with a little uh, gem here that I really, really am digging. Uh, And listen, all the way from the beginning to the end, I was telling Dave earlier, Cheryl, um, you weren't a part of the conversation, fortunately, but I was telling Dave that it's one of those books that from the beginning to the end, you just got to keep going. Um, It's a... Yeah, it just it, it it grabs you. It just grabs you from the beginning, and you just can't let go. But Cheryl, let me ask you a question. You are co-author to this book, and you wrote this beautiful forward. Please tell me what inspired you to write this forward, please. Well, we're we're just very good friends, and I I knew lots of these stories even before he started telling me to, about writing the book. So I I could just feel him, you know. That's how I wrote that forward. Yeah, I could tell you there was a lot of emotion in that forward. And, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, there was a lot of feeling into it. So you could tell by the way that the words that you use and the way you use them. So I I definitely commend you on that. And uh, let me switch gears. Of course, David, um, you know, thank you for coming on the podcast. Let me ask you, what got you into the paranormal? I mean, I know what got you into the paranormal because I read the book. But tell my listeners, you know, what got you into the paranormal? Well, I guess the, the defining moment of it all was pretty much basically midway through the book when you know i had had experienced some things through my life it always had kind of been there but when when i heard my mother call my name out of the air i i i was completely i backed me against the wall made me sit down my knees buckled um i had i had to 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 go further into that to find out exactly what that was, how that was, you know, I was about to have my son uh, put into counseling because he kept telling me he was hearing her call to him as well. Really? So, yeah, yeah, that's one of the, that's where we were at at the time after, you know, this was weeks after my my mother had passed away and he would call me up at work and he was freaking out telling me that he heard grandma calling his name. And uh, I was to a point to where I was like, you know, I'm going to have to get my son some help because he's he's really taking this you know really hard hard, so i came home from work and i was just you know i worked three to three 12 hour shifts Mm -hmm. and i was completely wide awake just walked in the door and started to take off my work boots and i heard her call my name at that point right there i knew that it was just the domino started to fall everything that i'd been through Everything that I experienced through my life, from my childhood, through my teenage years, now into my adult life, I was I was being called in a way that I had to figure that out. So that was pretty much that was me saying, "I'm going in on this. I gotta I gotta yeah. figure this out." Yeah. Um. And and I still didn't I still didn't go headfirst into the paranormal for for a couple, probably a couple more years later because, you know, you're like I gotta get life handled and get squared away and yeah and get everything in and and you know with me i was a single dad for so long with my son that i i had to that that was priority nothing else mattered except making sure that we were squared gotcha and 
as we started to grow older and the opportunities started to come at me, that's when I really said, this is it, you know, that, and it was a personal choice. It wasn't, uh, it wasn't to be on TV shows or anything like that. I was completely uh, engaged in, uh, what was the name of that paranormal state was a show that I watched all the time. Me as well. Uh, then I, then I started watching the plumber guys, you know, (laughs) (laughs) the rotorooter guys, you know, so yeah, 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 man. I started, I started watching the guys and and I was like, wow, this is, you know, so that stuff really helped me get an idea of what it was I was actually getting into because to this point it was all just, you know, all these things had happened to me, but I really didn't know what I was looking for. Right. So I did learn. I did learn a lot from TV. And people who say they don't learn anything from TV or dog on ghost adventures or whatever, yeah, yeah. you're not fooling anybody. Yeah. You're yeah. not fooling anybody. We know where you got it from because you're standing there in a fisherman's vest with a SB7 saying that you hate ghost adventures. Well, you got everything that ghost adventures created right mm-hmm. there. Right there. Yeah. You know. It's so. Am- yeah, it's- it, it's amazing that people don't realize it though. It's it's you know they don't realize that what's being presented to them is more entertainment than anything else. Complete, completely entertained. And, and that's the entertainment aspect, right? I mean, if we don't like what we're watching from horror movies to sci-fi movies, we're not going to continue watching it if we're not entertained. But right. um, you know, there there's a whole different world versus the science versus the paranormal because I was completely engaged in that stuff for a long time. And, uh, I, I just think that it was a personal, it was a personal thing through my whole life of dealing with these things. And like, they almost called to me to be where I'm at. So that's how I got, that's how I got involved and I'm sticking to it. There you go. (laughs) No, that's awesome. (laughs) A guy that sticks to his guns, but listen, I mean, do you think that event that happened to you at that moment that opened you up to the other side? Where um, which event? The, hearing my mom's voice. Yeah, right there. That that you know, being able to like recognize something coming from the other side. You're like, okay, I know that's my mom's voice, and I could recognize that, and I know that she's not physically here, so I know this is something of otherworldly nature. Yeah, literally. But you know, to be honest with you, it it made me sick. Really, it made me fi- it made me feel like I was gonna almost like I was gonna vomit. That's why I went and sat down. Because of all the emotions, yeah. uh, you know, my I, I'd moved my mom into my apartment with me because she was diagnosed with lung cancer. Mm-hmm. So stage four lung cancer, terminal. Wow. So it was Sorry. it was me and my son in hospice mm. that were taking care of my mom as she was dying. So it was like all that stuff coming back and hitting me like a tidal wave, you know, knowing that I was completely awake. I wasn't in a dream state. I wasn't sleepy. I, you know, I literally worked about five to eight minutes away from where I lived. So I just left my workplace and, and pulled into my, my apartment and, you know, heard, heard that. So I, yeah. I don't really have a defining anything of what that was. I just know of how I felt. And at that very moment, I knew that I needed to go farther that direction to find out how that happened. Yeah, that's uh, that's a great way of putting it, man. And uh, I, I definitely appreciate that. I want to switch gears here for a second. Cheryl, let's talk about you for a second and put the spotlight okay. on you for a second, if we could. And uh, you, okay. of course, co-authored this fascinating book. And I can't tell you know my listeners uh, you know enough about this great book. I really, really 
am excited about this because what I read kept me engaged. And I haven't been engaged in a book in a long time, let me tell you. No, thank you. (laughs) Absolutely. Let me ask you this. I mean, tell me, tell my listeners about how you got involved in the paranormal. What, uh, you know, what kind of projects you've been involved in. I know all about you, but tell my listeners a little bit about you because you've never been on our show. Um, I uh, actually had the pleasure of uh, co-hosting Emily's show on her with the Frick Live and having you on there, but never on here. So people here don't know you, but please tell uh, my listeners a little bit more about you and what you're doing now. Well, I guess I was born into the paranormal, too, because I saw my first spirit when I was four years old. Mm. I was at my aunt's farm, and I was upstairs. Everybody was downstairs. I got up in the morning, and I went into the spare room where she had all these trunks and boxes. You know, little kids like to go explore in there. And I looked behind this trunk, and I saw a little boy that was about my age. Mm. And I, why would there be a little boy here? And went over and I looked at him and I could see through him. Mm. And he said, come play with me. And he grabbed my hand and he was really cold. And I ran downstairs and I never told my aunt for years that she had a little boy up in her attic there. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, and, and I didn't know what this was. I, I would hear voices all the times, so you know, think, things would come into my bedroom at night and scare me to death. I don't know why they do that to kids. Mm-hmm. And really, I didn't really start getting into stuff till high school because I was always the weird kid because I talked to dead people. <laughs> well, that's I, was, okay. I was the weird kid. Now everybody from high school wants to be my friend. I think it's so funny. Oh, uh, I would have been your friend, definitely. <laughs> you would have been definitely. Oh, no, been... no. They told me I was weird because no, I talked to dead The weirder the better for me. <laughs> <laughs> but no, that's awesome. I mean, it's it's amazing when you really think back upon it, you know, and it's just like retrospectively look at how you dealt with what you know at certain ages and then you get older and then you have a different appreciation of what the knowledge that you have gained in that time um, because a lot of people don't you know a lot of people just look at it as far as far as like uh, the fame of it or what can I get out of it and things of that nature and me and uh you know uh, David were talking about that earlier you know a lot of people get into this field unfortunately for the wrong reasons and <laughs> It, it it just again it, it just kind of puts a bad taste in everybody's mouth you know when that happens so it's it's refreshing to see people that have gotten into this for all the right reasons because they want to know more well and also i'm a psychic medium so there, there's spirits talking to me all the time yeah and i don't you know i don't get into that I've, I've, i'm sorry there's people that do readings and that's perfectly fine but i i don't think i'm the person that's supposed to do readings but if I'll go to haunted locations and a spirit will start talking to me three days before I get there because they already know I'm coming. That's crazy how that and happens. Got, yeah, and they've got a story to tell me. And you hear about spirits being stuck. I don't believe they're stuck. They're just waiting to move on. And after they tell me their story, usually they want to tell you how they died or something or how someone killed them. And after they tell me the story, then I can feel that they moved on. Yeah. Yep. You know, I think that's a, my ability is for us to help spirits or if someone does need help and I get a message from them, I will just give them the message. I would never charge anybody money. Right, right. I can see that. No, listen, I mean, that's respectful. I mean, I could understand that and you don't want to get into it so deep and I can totally respect that. I understand why you wouldn't want to do that. So you want to keep yourself at an arm's length and listen, I can only respect that. So um, that's uh 
I appreciate you, Cheryl, for coming on the podcast and talking about this book that you, uh, you know, co-authored on this. And again, a beautiful forward, by the way. Uh, but I wanted to switch gears here for a second and ask Dave a question here. And there was a, a chapter where uh, you kind of discover your um, interest and little knack of wanting to communicate uh, with the other side. And it started with this radio, right? Yeah, the realistic radio, the black and silver real. I can say, you know, I go, I actually go through uh, eBay because yeah. I don't, I can't remember what model number it was or anything. Mm-hmm. It was just my, it was just my dad's radio, right? And my dad would let me go in and use his tools or anything like you know the old realistic tape recorders that you had to push record and play at the same time. And I would yeah. sit there just record my voice and. I was always interested in audio very, very, at a very early age. And uh, this radio was just, it was the most amazing, cool, big, huge. They almost would classify it back in the 80s as a ghetto blaster. You know, (laughs) it it was a really big, heavy duty, realistic Radio Shack radio. If you know anything about Radio Shack in the 80s. Oh, yeah. Everything they made back then still works today. Still works today. You can get police scanners. You can get anything. Right, right. Yeah, oh yeah. So I, I would go in and, and and ask my dad, hey, can I can I play with the radio or whatever? And he'd be like, yeah, sure. Just make sure you bring it back how you take it. Right. So I would take it out. And it, we lived right next to it. We, we moved from Queens, New York to Hawthorne. Mm-hmm. And we literally lived in this house next to this big, huge sky blue water tower that said Hawthorne at the top of it. I don't know if it's still there. Mm-hmm. It, uh, it, they may have taken it down. Who knows? But at the time, it, it was there. And I didn't know anything about earthquakes or any of that stuff at the time because I, <laughs> I was an East Coaster right. going out to California. Oh, yeah. So as I got there, this, this whole paranoia and these dreams, I'd have these dreams of, of this water tower just caving in on the house, <laughs> you know, because they're uh, – all the kids in the neighborhood would tell you, "Hey, you know, at school there's going to be an earthquake. When that happens, you're gonna you're gonna freak out and everything shakes." So, <laughs> you know, I was I was all wound up about it. Right. But I went out and I would sit on the on the the lawn of where the there was a the lawn and then a huge wall that surrounded this water tower, mm-hmm. this water park or whatever they wanted to call it. But I would sit there and I would just start pushing buttons on the radio and, you know, grabbing it and manually flipping through the stations. Mm -hmm. And as I was doing that, I started actually having ITC messages come through to where it would either say my name or, you know, just scan it through fast. And and the neighborhood kids started to pay attention to me because this was a regular routine. Right. I would go out and sit on the lawn and, you know, and, and flip through the stations and, you know, they're like, what are you doing? And I'm like, well, listen, if we do this, you're going to hear something come through, you know, there'll be a message or something. Watch ask it something, or I'll say, what's my name. And, you know, I felt like I was in, I was almost empowered because I knew Mm -hmm. eventually scanning through these stations that something was going to come through. Well, it started to happen more and more. And, uh, the neighborhood kids were just, you know, then they started to drop off. Yeah. 
And then they weren't allowed to play with me anymore mm -hmm. because they were going home scared. Like I was scared of the way that they were programming me <laughs> about earthquakes. They were actually scared at the things that they were hearing. Like, how did they, you know, it said my name, it said my name. Yeah. And then, you know, one kid would be like, oh, it's going to get you. And then right. everybody would like, yeah, it's going to get you. The kid would run home, you know, scared to go to sleep. And then my mom started getting phone calls. Mm. You know, it was the innocent age, even in L.A. It was kind of very similar to New York. The neighborhood kids all had each other's phone numbers. The moms all had oh, each yeah, other's yeah, phone yeah. numbers. That's that's very common back then. And you know what's um, interesting that I just kind of like thought about, you know, do you think that by doing that, it kind of like gave this supposed like entity uh, maybe an energy, you know, because people were thinking about it and, you know, just it became its own legend in a way. You know what I mean? Almost like a a Slenderman type of thing where, you know, it became, you know, something that it was innocent at first or it was mundane. And then just, it, it got twisted in a way because of the energy that it, it just sucked in. What do you think? Absolutely. About that? It, well, the innocence is what it preyed upon because yeah. we were all just innocent kids. Right. And, and, and that seemed to be, that seemed to be the, the, the focal point of everything is we didn't know what we were actually messing with. We had no clue what, what could come of this. You know what we could unleash and and this was all you got to remember too man we weren't allowed to be outside at dark this was all so i see people going oh it's going to be three o'clock in the morning and <laughs> going on a paranormal investigation this was broad daylight yeah this was out and you know we didn't do stuff at night it was all just right there you know it started to get dark we had to go in the minute that the sun started to go down we knew that 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 was the mother's that was your mother's call yeah. right there that you didn't the she didn't even need to come outside right she just the sun starts going down you starts getting dark you got to come in That's right? right so everything's done in, the, in broad daylight and, and you know and, and it started to like really become this thing that i was really getting into and my mom she saw it and once she started getting complaints from from the other kids moms <laughs> it was pretty much over with and they over, wanted right? me to not mess with the radio anymore yeah yeah and the book entails uh, a little bit about how if far how far it went with the radio and um it's pretty interesting i'm not going to give any spoilers away i want people to get the book and really you know get into this and you know i wanted to um ask another question about characters in your book and one particular character in your book is um the wolfman <laughs> and he kind of yep. he kind of pops in and out a little bit uh, throughout the book uh can you tell the uh listeners here a little bit about that particular uh individual well but the the first encounter that I had with with this was in Queens when I was very young. Um, it was to the point to where it was causing me sleep paralysis. To where um, I remember the first dream like I just had it five minutes ago. That's how mm. it, it it's just burned within my brain. To where I woke up from a dream. To where this thing in my dream it was morphing in my dream and I woke up and I looked at the end of my bed and there it was standing at the end of the bed. And it was still, it was, this was way, way before uh, American werewolf in London, but that was pretty <laughs> much the intensity of the dream wow. is seeing, seeing it morph from man to wolf. And there it stood at the end of my bed and I could still hear it. I could hear it gurgling. I could hear it, uh, I could just, I could hear it breathing, like, like, like the air going in and out of its snout. Right. And I laid there completely petrified to the point of almost wetting the bed. And I watched it just go from, uh, 
the right side of the bed and it just went to my left and went right through the wall and it was gone. Just that, that simple. I mean, I didn't have any idea that this wolf was going to become a part of my life because it, it truly has. Yeah, I mean, to, did. to legalities, mm-hmm. if you feel me, you know, it, 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 it became a part of my life and, and it told me at such an early age that it was going to be there. And so, I know it sounds so ridiculous to people that listen from the outside going, Oh, this is all BS. And he's not telling the truth, dude. I don't care. You know, to be honest, I don't care if anybody believes the things that I say, I'm just telling things that I've gone through. Yeah. I'm not here to convince anybody that the paranormal's real. You're past that. Point. Um, right, right. I just don't, I don't, I'm not here to convince anybody anything. I'm just here to tell the things that I've been through. And one of the weird parts about this you know one of the you know when people read it and they come to me they go oh my god i identify with this and this happened to me and it's so similar so there are other people out there that have had these things happen to them and still continue to battle through these things thank god i haven't had anything like that happen i don't think in my older years and i'm going to be 50 this year Mm. i don't think that i i would want to have to deal with anything like that at this point in my life and and the sleep paralysis thing it's too if nobody yeah it's too much yeah yeah it's it's insane man i mean to to lay there locked so uh, i can remember it like again i i was so frozen with fear that i couldn't even move a finger Mm. Uh, my eyes were fixated on it and i saw it drift into the wall and i could feel i could literally feel the tears running down my face Damn. trickling down and that was that was it and then it was like almost out of exertion of, of being exhausted from being so paralyzed i would fall back asleep wow just out of the sheer just tiredness out of everything just as yeah it, it, stress it was so draining so yeah. draining and stressful exactly and it, it you know almost like you know how uh, how and I don't mean to say that men don't faint, but almost like, you know, see in the movie how a woman will just faint, right. you know, it, it was almost to that point to where your body is just so it's just exerted and it just says, okay, you're out. Yep. And and that's, that's my first experience with the wolf. Yeah. Yeah. Cheryl, let me ask you a question. I mean, since you're a psychic, do you ever encounter, like if you ever go to, I've, and this is something that I've always been curious about because I've, I've never claimed to be psychic or anything. So I don't have any idea how, you know, that all works, you know, mentally inside, you know, one who has those kind of powers, how they deal with it on a daily basis. But do you ever find yourself in a situation like you go to a hotel or maybe somewhere different that you've never been before and find yourself where you can't sleep and find yourself maybe in a, like a, a paralysis state because of just the, the, the activity in, in that area? Oh, oh, yeah, because they love to come talk to me at 3 a.m. I don't know if that's happy hour or what, but, <laughs> yeah, it, it's all my life. I mean, they, they still do it, even though I, when I'm at home, I say, you know, you can't come into the bedroom. I have to sleep now. But, yeah, but when I'm in a hotel, well, that's a free-for-all. That's wonderful. <laughs> I, I remember waking waking up in the middle of the night one time, and I heard a woman screaming, and there was, there was nobody else there was around. nobody there. Oh. Uh, yeah, she's in the room screaming. I don't know who she was. Yeah, I I always wondered that because I mean, as being a psychic, it must be so taxing. Um, and like you know what Dave is talking about, you know as well. You know the things that he went through. It, it must be taxing for somebody who has those abilities as well. Growing up, 
and, you know, having to deal with it and maybe not even knowing how to deal with it at a younger age, you know, going through teenage years. Of course years. we didn't know because we, we didn't have TV shows back then. Right, right, right. Yeah. yeah. There, there were to... no plumbers to watch, you know, we there were no <laughs> books to read. I didn't know what was going on. Right. I tried to talk to somebody. You're, you're the weird kid. Get away from me. And right. it wasn't until my senior year at high school that, I met another girl and she started talking to me about this ah, and I go, cool. Yeah. And then she, one night she says, uh, did you ever lay in your, did you ever stand at the foot of your bed and uh, watch yourself sleeping? Ooh. Okay. I didn't know what that was. Yeah. 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 You know, that's not a body experience. Okay. Right. I said, well, no, you know, so I said, she goes, well, you should go try that tonight. You know? So we started doing weird stuff and I did. I went home that night and, I'm just laying there. She goes, right before you fall asleep, you know, just leave your body. And I did. And I was standing at the foot of my bed watching myself. And I got scared because I said, what if I can't get back in yeah, my body? And I, I never did that of. again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm sure, I'm sure that's like the first thing you think of in that situation is like, uh, am I going to get back into my body or what's going yeah, on Yeah, I, I yeah. shouldn't be doing this. She didn't tell me how to get back <laughs> in. Yeah, she didn't tell me that part. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, that's uh, unbelievable. Listen, uh, Dave, uh, if I can ask you another question, you know. We, we talk you can about, ask me anything you want, man. Hey, man Feel that, free. All right. Listen, you mentioned a, an acronym earlier, ITC. Let my listeners know what the what ITC means so that, that way they are aware. It stands for Instrumental Transcommunication. Okay. It's uh, – you see, this is there, – there's a big, huge thing that everybody – you have to use a tape recorder or a radio or, you know. I, I, I'm kind of caught in between because everybody knows what EVPs are. Mm-hmm. And and that's considered its own phenomenon. But if you're using a device, isn't that ITC as well? Of course. It's <laughs> yeah, the same thing. yeah. You know, you're using a device to communicate and, and basically that's that's what ITC is for me. It's all about audio. Right. Um I don't believe that um Ouija boards are considered that, you know, or Ouija, whatever people want to call them, the, the Zozo, the Zozo phenomenon. Oh yeah. yeah. Um, I don't consider that any, but but through the means of audio, um, which I make applications um, that I don't, I, and I'm not going to plug them here. I just I I make them for my own personal use, and then I put them out there for people after they've been tested and and proven themselves. Um, you know, I, I had an application used by Nick Groff on, on one of his shows where they were out uh, half half a world away in England using mm. my application for a three-day shoot on a paranormal lockdown. That's awesome. Yeah, I, I had no, yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I had no idea that they were using it, but it, it was created here through through my means of what I was going for. And then they took this application and they went over to England with it and used it. Uh, I think the locker, it was called the Lockerbie house or something to that effect, you know, real old school, mm-hmm. um, location, but him and Katrina were there for three days. And that's, that was the only application that they used while they were there. And they, and they received direct messages that were completely intact with everything that they were there researching. So it really, it was one of the most rewarding feelings to myself for, mm. to see ITC used like that. Um, from where I created it to where it ended up to see that they got results with it. It was a fantastic feeling. It yeah. really was. That's awesome. Now, it's It must be rewarding seeing all that hard work being put into something and then it being uh, basically showcased 
on national television. So that must be very rewarding. And, you know, kudos to you on that. I mean, and then now coming up with this book, man, I just, I could see, <laughs> man, like I told you earlier before we uh, started talking on the uh, uh, live on the podcast here, I thought my childhood was messed up, man. But <laughs> you uh, you really take the cake on this one, man. Uh, you know, you, you went through a lot of stuff, man. And this is a chronicalization of your childhood all the way up to you, um, you know, uh, older and, and, and as an adult. And now uh, there's this one particular place that was kind of like the catalyst of all this stuff at the end here. And that's the compound. Um, and, yep. Yeah, that's... Uh, you probably don't even want to talk about the compound anymore, right? <laughs> the, no, man. It's you know, like the I, I, I'm, right at this point, right? I'm very open to talk about the compound. Yeah. Um, it's it's everything that people think it is. Just, uh, it is an amazing place. the The property itself, the the valley itself, the Uinta Basin, is an amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, Place with amazing history that goes all the way back to Abraham Lincoln. Yes, this yeah. is how far back this this area goes, and the monks that were there to help the uh, the natives settle in to their their given property from the president, mm-hmm. Mr. Abraham Lincoln. Mm-hmm. Um, they actually started. They were the first reporters of anything. Uh, if you will, paranormal or, or uh, mm-hmm. um, supernatural. They would write about these things that they were seeing in the skies, and it started then. And then it went through this whole era of, of rich millionaires buying up the, <laughs> the properties. And, yeah. and uh, you know, it went from one cabillionaire to a millionaire. Right. And, you know, then it, it ended up being what it is now. But... Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's a it's a very magical place, and I've seen some things there. I've never seen any wolfmen, though. I'll be honest with you. Yeah, that's one big uh, thing that they report there a lot. Obviously, everybody. Knows. It, yeah. it, it is completely uh, folklore. Yeah. The 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 things that are happening in that area, um, and I I know this is probably going to ruin a lot of people's you know. What they have built up in their mind, uh, their no, idea. I, I already know where you're what, going with this because I, I probably believe the same thing you believe. But go ahead, I'm gonna let you say it. Go ahead. Yeah, right. The the Uinta the Uinta Basin is not focused on uh, wolfmen running around. Mm-hmm. These these scientists and these teams that are out there are. This is interdimensional. This is mm-hmm. extraterrestrial. Thank you. That they're investigating out there. There is no talk on any compound out there about the wolfman right just putting that out there there's no talk <laughs> ever about what what that is the they're out there basically with taco neck because everybody's looking up right the whole time you know there this is about interdimensional beings uh this goes you can read about it from george knapp's book uh the hunt for the skinwalker the jeremy corbell movie um the mm-hmm. hunt for the skinwalker same title mm-hmm. um but this is where this is where this is leading to. It's a stargate. That that area is a stargate. I've seen things out there drop from the sky with with basically looking like pool balls. I, this is the best way I can describe it. If you're looking up at the sky mm-hmm. and you see somebody, you know, when you play a game of pool and you do that first break and the balls Scared go up. all over the place. Yeah. Well, 
we've seen things like that out there in the sky that are that break away from each other, come back to each other, intertwine, and then vanish. Mm. I was actually out there. I'll tell you a quick side story, please. I was actually I was actually out there with uh, with Ryan Layton. He's actually in the movie The Hunt for the Skinwalker. Yes, yes, he was yes. the first paranormal investigator to ever be permitted out in that area on that property, mm -hmm. the compound. Mm -hmm. And uh, he was with us as we watched this, and he described this. This is this is his quote, and it it, it made me kind of sit down for a minute because I was like, "Is that what I just saw?" He said it. He said it. He just witnessed an intergalactic battle. Mm. happening in the sky you know this is so this is atmospheric right this is way up this isn't anything down low like swirling around our heads we're just right. watching this out in the sky above the property and this is way before the elon musk uh satellites SpaceX there was no stuff, possibility right? of of any any of that stuff going on this is stuff that we are watching there were four of us out there watching it um cheryl's actually heard <laughs> uh at the time i i, I hit I just hit record audio on my phone because, mm -hmm. you know, if you point your cell phone up at the sky, if you if you tried it, you know, it doesn't work. So I just hit the audio right. and you could just hear us all just completely losing our minds because we're <laughs> trying to, we're trying to gasp what this is. And I start screaming about the night vision. Get the night vision. Get the night vision. And I'm running across. Uh, you should see what you should see what my shins look like, dude. I've got so many scars across my shins from hitting cars and rocks oh and tailgates, and you know, other, uh, I look like I've been through war on my shins. And that's basically, you know, you're running across a, a, a field mm -hmm. in the dark. You're going to hit everything in your way to to get there. But yeah, uh, you know, when you see these things on, on that area. Don't let, don't, you know, don't let anything from the Uinta Basin become overhyped, such as, as, as wolf men and, right. and things like that, because it's just not, it's not what it's about. Yes. Believe me, I've been to court for it. <laughs> <laughs> we won't bring that up here. But... <laughs> no, I can't, but no, that's no, yeah, all yeah, I'll yeah. say. No, listen. But I, believe me, I, I get it. wolf men was never involved in, in anything in the court. Yeah, listen, I, you know, I've known some people that have actually done security work at that uh, particular compound. They say the same thing, the same thing you're telling me, honestly. They're not telling me right. anything different than what you're telling me. They're telling me the same exact thing. You know, a lot of it's just a bunch of hype uh, as far as far as, you know, you know, especially when it comes to Wolfman kind of thing. But there is. Right. But they also say that there is something going on there. They also recognize that there is something there that they can't explain. And, you know, whether it be balls of light that are coming from the sky um, you know, all these different types of, uh, you know, entities that are manifesting themselves in some certain way, that particular area, it just seems to uh, be charged with something. And like you said, it could probably be a Stargate. Absolutely. Why not? I mean, there's, why can't there be a portal? And, you know, especially in a, uh, you know, in a place like that out in the middle of, uh, middle of nowhere, that'd be a perfect place to have a portal, right? I think the best quote on the area is this, because I believe that the area is being investigated the wrong way. Mm. And, and I'll tell you why. Um, but George Knapp quoted it. This is where science meets the paranormal and science got its ass kicked. If part of my French, <laughs> okay. but uh, um, that's basically the truth here. You yeah. got a, a bunch of individuals that are book smart, out running around in this area, um, the compound area. Right. And uh, they're trying to 
put numbers and equations on everything. Mm. And if you've been on any type of paranormal investigation or been out watching the skies or you've seen something that you you know was real and you just sometimes you can't put numbers on things. Sometimes you just have to witness it for what it actually is. Right. For what you're witnessing, what your experience, what the experience is, cannot always be um, broken down into numbers and equations. And that's why I truly believe that when, when you watch these movies and documentaries, you read the book, and you hear about this this amazing government science team that went out there and was there for 20 years yep. what did they prove nothing. Nothing. nothing they can't prove that because it didn't add up science there's sometimes that you can just you're just in the wrong area and you need a person like cheryl out there yep. and you need a paranormal investigator out there that's looking you know in a different direction from where the actual anomaly is they're they, they're smart enough to turn around and look behind them to see what's happening over here why that's going on over there right almost like diversional tactics yeah yeah right yeah. i totally get it you know so you 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 need a, a different type of group of individuals to go out and experience and and do this do the footwork out there give that a chance because you've been doing the science thing for so long that you should probably realize it's not working. Yeah, they're using a tire pressure gauge to try to figure out if the battery's still working. That's what it sounds like. <laughs> right? uh, one, of the, one of the things that I saw out there uh, was uh, duct tape and a whole bunch of... Uh, <laughs> Flexible. What, what the heck? No, what's that stuff that you cook with? The, not saran wrap, but the tinfoil. Tinfoil, tin yeah. foil, There you go. Tinfoil and duct tape, and this is, this is your answer to a scientific... This is why it's not working for you. Yeah, that's right. Get some, people, get some people out there that have experienced some real things. Um, you know, get you, get you a good psychic out there that can, that can tune into this stuff. Mm -hmm. uh, try, di try different methods of, 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 of experimenting with things, man. Don't always depend on, you know, I, I, I love electronics. I'm a complete nerd when it comes to this stuff. But let's be real here. The best instrument you ever have on any investigation mm -hmm. is you. Right. If yeah. you feel it, you get the chills, your hair stands up, your body's going to tell you that something's going on around you. That's and true. and my body told me plenty of times out in the basin that there's something you're something's not right here, right? Yeah. Something's happening. I didn't need any anything, any meters or any gauges to tell me anything. And I think that's one of the things that well, like people get lost in in the whole ITC thing thinking that people are depending too much on radio communications or tape recorders or their uh their favorite k2 meter or whatever and people really truly do they get so lost into the equipment that they're using that they're not trusting themselves yeah 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 you're right yeah i think that's uh i think that's missed uh and that's not even um even explained in the shows you're talking about that though we uh you know for mentioned earlier uh but uh it's again it's a, the feeling like i you said it, i've been in places where you're like you said the hair stands up in your arms and you know there's something there you can't see it but you can sure as hell feel right. it you know it you just right you, and you don't know how right. you feel it and that's that's where the science like you said meets the paranormal and you can't explain it with normal science and you have to actually think outside the box but um right yeah listen uh dave this is a great book man 
Uh, I, I encourage every one of my listeners to go ahead and, and uh, they can pick this up through Amazon. Is that correct? Yes, it's on Amazon. Yeah. Okay, perfect. So you guys can go to Amazon.com. Make sure you pick up Interrupted uh, Journey. And uh, listen, <laughs> a great book. Listen, I, I can't commend you guys enough. Uh, you and Cheryl, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. And Cheryl, where can they find all of your information as well? Um, same place. I have my four books on Amazon.com. I also have a website, www.CherylLynnCarter.com. I have my books on there, pictures from my, all my investigations. Yeah, she's really busy all the time. So um, you can also follow her on Facebook. She's always having uh, all her, uh, you know, uh, in, in investigation. Uh, I do. Go can, ahead. I, can I say one more thing? Yeah, real please. Quick? Go ahead, please. Yes. Um, it, it, you know, when 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 all this started, me and Cheryl actually met a couple of years ago face to face, and it, it's been a really it's been a really crazy wild ride with yeah. her and, and to know it's you know it's like the, this is how i view the supernatural and the paranormal it, it puts people together that it wants to be together mm-hmm. and and she was the only person that i ever thought about from the minute that we started talking about doing this book that i knew could tell the story because she is so gifted to be able to put her feelings into words and she she's the one She's the one that put my feelings and my story onto paper. She's, she's the backbone of the book. She just, she took my story and, and put it out there. So whenever anybody gives it any kind of credit, I definitely want to make sure that they understand that it was because of her ability to tap in, to understand what I was going through from my childhood to adulthood through all this stuff. She's been a great friend and I'm looking very forward to doing more work with her in the future. Well, so yeah. I just wanted to say that. No, absolutely. See, and I could relate because of all the weird <laughs> things that happened to me too. Yeah. 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 But again, it takes somebody who is um, as compassionate and as understanding as someone like you and with your abilities as well, uh, not only your psychic abilities, but the way you're able to um, take what David's saying and, 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 and help him, you know, express it in a way that is engaging. And it is engaging from the beginning to the end. Like I said, when I, when I write my books, I try to make the, the reader feel like they are right there with me. Right. Yeah. That's they can important. hear the sounds. They can, you know, everything. I, I want you to feel you're with me there. That's right. That's the whole point. Absolutely. Well, I just, I just want to make the point that to where, if anybody's thinking that I sat here and put this book together, it's not. It's that. That's not the way that it happened. Mm-hmm. Cheryl, Cheryl, uh, you know, knows me for for a long time, and and we discussed things in depth before we did this book together. And I just want to make sure that she gets her props because she, you know. I would send, dude, you don't even understand. I would send her one paragraph that was eight pages long. <laughs> a, run, a big ass run on sentence. Huh? <laughs> you know, because once it, once it hit me and I started writing, yeah, yeah, yeah. it was just boom, boom, boom. It so, you know, she took it and she made it professional and she made it legible um, for, for everyone. So I just want to make sure that the lady gets her props of who she is and what she is. Well, we definitely, Thank you so much. Absolutely. We appreciate Cheryl so much. And we appreciate you too, David, uh, for coming on the podcast, talking about this book. And um, um, I'm sure you got some more stuff uh, planned for the future, right? This is not just the, you know, the end, right? No, no, we, we, no, we, we got it. We've got something that's going to really melt minds and hearts very oh, soon. 
that's awesome. Listen, you're going to have to come back on and talk about it once you do uh, decide to release that information. So uh, I'm not going to ask to, uh, you know, get any uh, scoops here. But once that happens, you come back on. We'll talk about it. And uh, I'm looking forward to it. So um, listen, I'll give you I'll give you one hint. It's ahead. already in this book. It, it, it tells you where we're going in this uh, book. It tells you where we're going next. I, I think I know <laughs> what you're talking about. I think I know what you're talking about. I'm not going to say. Anything. Yeah, we left an Easter egg in there. Yeah, I see. I think I know definitely what you're talking about you. Listen again. It's a great read. Make sure you pick that up on Amazon.com. It's Interrupted Journey by David Miller and, of course, uh, co-authored by Sheridan Carter. Make sure you pick that up on Amazon.com. And uh, we fully endorse that here at, at Dark Fringe Radio. Again, I want to thank David Miller and Sherilyn Carter for coming on Dark Fringe Radio uh, tonight, guys. Thank you guys so much. You guys have been a, a huge treat and uh, very easy to talk to. And uh, I love thank the conversation you, that uh, we have. Very professional, awesome interviewer. Thank you very much. Uh, thank you so much. And listen, I just want to let you know you have a friend here in the paranormal community. Anytime here at Dark Fringe Radio, we will promote any of your stuff, as well as you, uh, Cheryl, as well. You know, I have uh, always been a supporter of your stuff. So anything that we could do here, let me know. Okay? Okay. All right, guys. Nothing but love, man. Thank you, bud. Hey, guys. Well, I hope you guys enjoyed that interview with Mr. David Miller and Ms. Sherilyn Carter uh, regarding their book, Interrupted Journey. Uh, fantastic tale. And uh, make sure you pick that up at Amazon.com. Uh, again, it's Interrupted Journey. And uh, you could uh, definitely look that up and uh, check that out. Uh, it's a wonderful book. Again, I highly, highly recommend it. So, again, uh, for the outro, just wanted to remind everybody how they can listen to the podcast. Again, go to our website, darkfringeradio.wordpress.com. All the sites are there, the streaming services right there for your listening pleasure. And, um, again, how you can follow us on social media, uh, Dark Fringe Radio on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. So make sure you go ahead and do that. Uh, well, that's it for tonight, guys. I hope you enjoyed that interview with David Miller and Miss Cheryl Lynn Carter. Uh, regarding the book Interrupted Journey. Again, pick that up at Amazon.com uh, as quickly as you possibly can. That's it for us tonight at Dark Fringe Radio, and I hope you enjoyed that episode, and we'll see you guys again next week.